0: you made soup did you open it out of a can i made it (laughs) without a recipe you don't have to use a recipe to open a can either
1: hello and welcome to hug and a high five it's a mom and daughter podcast journal I'm Ingrid, I'm the daughter. And I'm Vicky. I'm the mom. I'm trying to figure out how to be an adult.
0: I'm trying to figure out how to parent an adult and live as an adult who is more than a parent.
1: I live in New York City. And I live in Los Angeles. And this is Hug and a High Five. Hello, Mom. Hello, Ingrid. Um, I'm recording on Voice Memos, and for whatever reason, Voice Memos has decided that my location currently is Hong Kong. That's crazy.
0: It looks to me like you're on Broadway or in East Harlem from the Zoom call that we're having right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely not Broadway either. But
0: you could be in Hong Kong. I don't know. That'd be great,
1: though. I'd take (laughs) it. I know that we had our first episode last week, but this feels like the beginning of year two because we've both... Year two, episode two. I guess, like, restarted doing the things that we began doing last year as far as our respective jobs. So what's the news on Broadway? Well, yeah. So I went to my first audition today in months and months because I did Broadway Dance Center and then I went traveling and I moved. So I'm back. That's true. How was that? It was good. Um, It was good. I I learned so much from Actors Access last year and the the workshops that I went to and reminding or just telling me that. I only play 15 year olds in their eyes and I have to like change my whole book and my whole, which is really helpful information. First of all, it means I should hopefully have a, a a longer career. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) If I can look 10 years younger forever. Great. Um, and, uh, so I've like reworked my book a little bit. This was for a, for a cruise ship audition. So it was all pop songs. Mm. Um, and I feel like just being in the, the Broadway Dance Center world for months, which is already just a whole community of, of very kind, but very driven, f- uh, not just theater people, but performers, um, that's not an audition setting, but it's the same scenario of like very driven people that are always kind of on, mm. uh, helped me feel more comfortable in the. Holding room this time around. Hmm. Oh, that's good. I knew what to expect. I could, yeah, I, I started to like chat with people around me and I didn't feel like quite so much of an impo- imposter, mm. which is awesome. That is good. That, yeah. So I didn't get a callback, but I felt good about the song and I felt like it's one I can use next time. Usually I come out of auditions thinking that if I didn't get it, it was like I need to change my song or my thing. Um, and sometimes that's because I don't nail it, <laughs> mm. and I'm I'm still finding the songs that I can na- nail consistently. And I think "Good Girl" by Carrie Underwood is going to be one of those. Is
0: that what you sang today? It went well today. Cool. Yeah, excellent. And you started teaching again, right? Yes, I had my first class of my second year teaching parenting your exceptional child, and that went better. I felt. Uh, able to talk more extemporaneously and less tied to my notes, for sure. Oh, good. Which was good. I inserted uh, the information that I took from my class on human development, Mm -hmm. and so we just actually didn't even really get to the main topic that I had in my notes. We just talked about the lifespan of human development and the developmental stages of our children and when they're neurodivergent- instead of neurotypical, Mm. um, how they lag behind. And if they start uh, getting off track in any portion of the development, uh, then that kind of snowballs into larger problems, mostly emotionally later on as life goes on. They start to become more anxious because they didn't... In their psychosocial crisis of that age, they didn't um, master something. And so then it just becomes – life becomes more and more difficult.
1: That would explain my lifelong fear of waves in the ocean. Oh, because you were uh,
0: afraid? (laughs) Did we take you to the beach one time and you had –
1: Yeah, there was something – I had like – there was like no specific trauma there. Uh, But I I just took one – One too many tumbles getting pulled into a current Mm. where it is just in the last few years have I, and only with other young children now where I'm like, I'm the adult in the situation. I have to be brave. (laughs) Do I like feel okay standing at a wave and like taking a deep breath and ducking under? (laughs) It's not my favorite thing. Good for you. And and that that
0: Atlantic water must be warmer than the Pacific water. Maybe
1: that's more help. It is warmer. Yeah. Yeah 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 right.
0: the um the water in the Pacific and Audrey and I actually learned this in her geography class that the water on the west coasts of countries is colder because of the currents than the East coast of countries. The water on the east coast of the United States and the water on the East coast of China is warmer than it is on the west coast by s-
1: several degrees. I don't know who in the world I would have been talking to, but I have a very slight memory of talking to someone who also lived on the Atlantic Ocean, but the West coast of the Atlantic Ocean and totally turning their heads when I said, oh, cause the Atlantic is so much more, so much warmer. Oh, and it's because they were in Europe. Yeah. They're like, no, it's not. It's cold.
0: <laughs> we're such geographers.
1: That is the first time I've ever been called that. <laughs> I know zero (laughs) things about geography. That's fascinating.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so I'm glad that you're over your fear of waves. There was a time specifically when we went camping in Big Sur and we went to the water and Ellen was just like two or one and a half and you were three and a half. Hmm. And um, she got pulled in and got all wet and cried a lot and cried so much, she cried herself to sleep and then like slept because it was Ugh. traumatic. Um, and maybe that was the time when you... I mean, I, th- I have a memory of you watching her,
1: but maybe it was so yeah, traumatic. Maybe. I don't, I don't particularly remember that incident. But it's possible. Yeah. Hmm. I think it might also have to do with the fact that I was chronically congested growing up. And just like any... Water coming in my nose or ears or mouth kind of floods all three, and it's the worst feeling. So my head's underwater; like none of that is a comfortable feeling. And then you get like swept, and there, there's a moment of very un, out of controlness. You know, the the none of those are comfortable. That's true. Yeah, maybe that's it.
0: So, what are you doing there in your
1: New York apartment? Well, right now sitting on the floor talking to you. I, uh, oh, I, classic adulting thing. You know what? I really don't like the word adulting. I feel like it under, it underrates adulthood, which is most of someone's life. And it like pulls it, pushes it to the side as this like, I don't know, cliche thing somehow. Okay. So we have to come up with a different, name come up with a different name. But, um, in a... In a measure of taking care of myself, I made soup tonight. You made soup without a recipe? Did you open it out of a can? No. <laughs> I made it
0: without a recipe. I uh, you don't have to use a recipe to open a can either.
1: Uh you're right, but that's <laughs> totally cheating. This is only half cheating. I used frozen vegetables. Oh, well, all right. What well, why did you put in it? I just don't I don't have very many groceries in my house and I uh have overbought other things so i don't have a lot of money for new groceries until thursday when my next check comes in so i was like what do i want to make and there i we did have a little box of bone broth which i began using the other day but i had most of this like chicken Mm -hmm. bone broth and it is a lovely constant reminder to me that i don't need meat (laughs) because that's still totally in my brain but you and dad have been vegan for a while now Mm -hmm. and that's your like whole household and you're you're wonderfully healthy. We're surviving. <laughs> Audrey sometimes like
0: I am not eating that tofu substance, whatever that is.
1: She's like, Can I please have a hamburger? so I bought her some chicken yesterday. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So I was like, you know what? I don't need chicken to make I already don't make I already make chicken soup because I can't eat noodles mostly. Mm. So I'm just gonna not eat chicken either. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch so of broth so, which is supposed to be good for exactly. you. Exactly. So I had chicken bone broth and I had um I had frozen corn and frozen broccoli mm. and frozen spinach and I had lots of rice. So I added like a fourth cup rice and a whole bunch of spinach and 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 broccoli and corn. I did have fresh garlic, so I um Took some cloves of garlic and, like, browned them in the pan beforehand, mm-hmm. which helped for flavor. I wish that I had had all the other fresh herbs, but I didn't, so it was, like, sad amounts of dried basil and parsley and things. But it was something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm notorious for, oddly enough, over-seasoning uh, things. Huh. too salty? Or mostly salt is like okay for the most part, but other things. I don't know if you remember it. For a while, I was like really hardcore meal prepping every week, and I made little like egg cups, little in a egg muffin. Um, I was very excited about the whole thing, and I wanted them to be very flavorful and aromatic, and uh, I used so much oregano, (laughs) and it just tastes like soap. Oh. And I really tried for the week to, like, eat through all these eggs I had made, and they just tasted like soap, and they were so, like, gritty because there was so much dried oregano. It was a terrible thing. But you were dutiful and ate through them all week long because they were in your budget. Oh. So I was afraid that that would happen, but it didn't. And It tastes good, and I'm very proud.
0: Good job. That I will call a growing up activity. I like that. I like that better. Um what is that? From 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 that musical When I Grow Up. When
1: I grow up I will eat sweets every day and I'll play with things that mom pretends that Mom don't think are fun. <laughs> My That's my favorite true. line. Mom
0: pretends that mom don't think it is fun. <laughs> but really, it is fun. <laughs> like riding on a scooter. Yes. Okay, one fun thing that I did for myself and I had someone else give to me for Christmas last year was a scooter. Because Audrey wanted a new scooter and I thought, you shouldn't ride a scooter by yourself. <laughs> so I'm going to get one for my. really? I, didn't, I don't
1: remember that. You got a scooter? Like yeah. a Razor?
0: Yes, I have a real razor, but when I bought it, I asked Audrey. I said, "Do you want the big wheel kind or the regular original size?" And she's like, "Oh, I want the original size." And then we went to visit our friends, and they have the big wheel size, which is much easier to tour around town.
1: Oh yeah, the small so wheel size—you have to do a lot of like manual,
0: a lot p- of work. pushing. A lot of people are getting the electric scooters, but I, I am fine with the manual one. But I do think I would like the big wheel scooter with the handlebars that
1: come up a little higher. That's the thing. I remember that about razors. They're like, you really have to bend over to get the handlebars. Well, you don't have to really bend over. All but right. I Short jokes. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember that, you must really have a hard time. I'm bending at the waist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You are just fine. It oh, comes right wow. up to
1: your belly button. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. Well, it's, do you use it?
0: I do. Oh, But wow. it's not very much fun because it's a lot of work to bend over and it's a lot of stroking, pedaling work. Yeah. Yeah. But we, I wrote it. We wrote it to Bloomfield Ice Cream on oh, wow. Washington around the corner from our house. Good job. And I felt like I earned my ice cream at that
1: point because it was a lot of work. <laughs> well, the thing about that is that we are, like, one-footed. It's just like we're one-handed in so many ways. So it was oh, actually yes. hard to switch feet. I, I do remember that. We used the, the scooters when we went to the Rose Parade. Yes, and I, I think you and I scooted about a mile. A lot. Yeah, and my calf was so sore. But by that point, when I switched, the same calf was still sore, and so it didn't feel like the other one got a workout. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it is hard. It's hard to switch. I try to think about it and
1: switch, but you're right. It's hard to do. Similarly, actually, I'm having a hard time switching hands when I lift things at Trader Joe's lately. Oh, and you have a sore arm. Yeah, my because I... I pick – I'm very good at lifting with my legs. People make fun of me because I, I squat so low. But I'm really good <laughs> at squatting. And I – that's, like, way better, and I never hurt my back. So that's like a plus. Flint. But way better. there is still, like, the actual gripping with your hands, and I'm right-handed. And so I end up, like, propping it up with my left hand to get a grip on the, the case of canned beans or whatever it is. And then I – And then I actually lift it with my right wrist, and I Mm. flick my right wrist to fully catch it with my left hand, which means my left arm is getting the brunt of the actual, the full weight kind of plopping into my arms, and my right Mm -hmm. wrist does the twisting. So, my right wrist and my left elbow tendon have been sore all week.
0: Oh. That's really specific.
1: Yeah. And, but again, just the same way, I think, because I've just done it so long the same way that now I'm trying to switch it. And it, first of all, it takes a long time in my brain to realize, wait, how do I do this with my left hand? It's like so second nature with my right hand, but I don't, it's like someone teaching someone really good at math, trying to teach math and they have to go back through Mm -hmm. and be like, I don't actually know what steps I do. I just get there. Um, Right, right, right. So I I bought a, a wrist brace this week, which helped a lot. Um, oh, cause I, I want to stay healthy. Can you get it? Can you get an elbow brace? Yeah. It hasn't been that bad with the elbow yet, but I did text Sierra, my best friend in California cause she is a costumer and is constantly hanging up like heavy, heavy skirts and big metal costumes. And she has an elbow tendon problem too, from lifting all those heavy things on hangers on and off the hanger all day. Yeah. Um, so she gave me some exercises to do to strengthen it.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, that's the news on Broadway.
1: Yeah, and 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 on the home front. That's
0: right.
1: (laughs) That's good. Well, um, to just continue what we're learning about our ourselves, we found some articles to read. I don't think we shouldn't read them all the way through. But I, th- I always think they're interesting, like, kind of like BuzzFeed. These aren't BuzzFeed articles, but uh, just the list of, like, the list of things 20-somethings are good at and the list of whatevers. Um, mm-hmm. So we have two articles here, mm-hmm. and they can just be talk conversation starters. Mom, do you remember going to American Girl doll as a kid? Yeah. We used to go to the American Girl doll store in uh, – the Americana gorgeous big two-story store the first time we all went in there I hinted probably a million times well mm-hmm. if I ever had an American girl this is the one I'd want just just a comment <laughs> very not subtle we, we went oh yeah because we gave you them at Christmas
0: time, you gave right? us them
1: at Christmas time yeah which was like but months we, later was, but I pushed I, I, it
0: I was wondering, was it two years later? No, no, no. It was within the year, I think.
1: Oh, okay. I, I but I think it was like summertime, and then I was not ashamed Chris. of just.
0: I just felt like by the time you got your American Girl,
1: you were over it. I was. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't make believe with my American Girl doll. I styled her. Yeah. But I, but people often now give me compliments on the braids that I can do to my own hair and it is 100 not 100 it is very much <laughs> because of all of the practice I did on Samantha because I would sit in my bed for hours and figure out how to French braid and then I Aww. finally mastered French braiding on Samantha's hair and then I would go to the mirror and like reverse it in my brain and say okay if my hands are this direction if I flip my hands over to do my own head what does it look like and that's that's how I figured it out
0: Wow, that's impressive. We well, also
1: <laughs> worked at American Girl in yes, Nashville. Years later, my dream came true, and I worked there, and it was great. I was a doll hairstylist. I stood behind this counter with this the like perfect doll, the perfect hairstylist chair, but doll sized. <laughs> and it was so fun because I love theme parks, and it's such a theme park experience. Mm -hmm. For the girl to come in with her parent and, like, have her doll and you get 15 minutes to entertain this little girl or boy. Sometimes they were boys. I don't want to exclude there. But usually girls. Mm -hmm. Um, And you get 15 minutes just like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And ask them questions and engage them. And I love that. Meanwhile, playing with their hair, which truly was sometimes gross (laughs) because... The six-year-old, you don't know where that doll has been, and it would be, it would like feel weird, and you, we'd we'd send the doll back and look at each other and be like, it was sticky, and I don't know why. Need to go wash our
0: hands. Can you? Can you? Um, did you ever sneak change the heads? Um, you can't sneak
1: that because we have to pay for it. But yes. No. When the, when the doll. So if they go to the oh, doll hospital. Yes. When the. I don't know how much don't I can. give away secrets. Yeah. we can't give away trade secrets. These are we don't want to experience. Cherished friends. This is the the pe- girl's best friend. But the doll forget can it, go to the it, hospital. Forget I asked that. The doll can go to the hospital, and we take very good care of them. And um, they come back good as new. <laughs> uh, and besides the doll, without going to the doll, doll hospital, which um, you give the doll. If they go to the doll hospital, they get a like hospital gown and we, and we like send them together to the hospital and take very good care of them and come back with like a full story because they actually leave for a couple of days at least mm. but second to that you can also um, just like have a longer appointment at the hair salon where we'll effectively wash the hair and brush it out for a long time and give it a style that is easy to take care of and makes it looks, look really good again that's so interesting. There's uh, your free advertisement, Mattel. <laughs> Sponsor us. American Girl. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that all comes back to the fact that <laughs> at the doll, at, at American Girl Doll, you can go to tea. And mm-hmm. what do they have at tea, Mom? Conversation cards. These adorable little cards. Liked.
0: So much that I bought a box and I brought it home and
1: we use it occasionally. We do for parties and things. They're awesome. We, yeah, we because we we like to have big parties where lots of people come that don't know each other.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's hard. Everybody is in the same boat. So although it's a little bit cheesy to get the conversation out cards out, if you're not a person that has extemporaneous silly questions, then the conversation cards are a great input. And I have a strength of input, and you do too, I think. Yeah. So they're nice to use. So,
1: in that vein, we found some interesting articles. That's right, that are conversation starters. The yes. first one is called. Biz, well, it's called uh, Seven Things 17, Seventeen Things to Start Doing in Your Twenties So You Don't Live in Regret in Your Forties. It's from Business Insider. It's written by Shane Lebowitz and Ivan Deluce. And my
0: article is Fifty Most Common Regrets People Have in Their Fifties by Sarah Crow from mm. May 2019. Yeah, Best so, Life. So um, from Best Life. Yeah.
1: So what is one of the things that you should do? All right. All right. So in your 20s. Lots of things I'm supposed to do in my 20s. So you don't live with regret. So I don't live with regret. On. And I'll tell you if it will indeed okay. save you from having regret. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I, I, was, I was like a little skeptical about the, just the names of these articles. I was like, do we want to talk about regret in our podcast a lot? I don't know. Maybe. I want to talk about whatever. I think there's a Frank Sinatra song about that. I think that was a cue for me, but I don't know which one it is. I Did
0: It My Way, I Have Regrets, I Have a Few. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Regrets, I have a few, but then too few to mention. Yeah. Uh,
0: And the the, the, the song is? Sing the line.
1: I did it my way. Wonderful. Thank Thank you, you. Thank you. I know that's your favorite song. (laughs) I don't like that song at all. (laughs) That's okay. All right, all right. Um, I do love these, though, all that to say. These are actually pretty helpful. The first is learn to accept and love yourself first, which is a little bit in vogue right now, which I love. What a great thing to have in vogue. Um, Mm -hmm. It could kind of like the the app, at least within... American women's culture in the, the aftermath of all the Me Too, Times Up things is um, a, a push to encourage each other and in in uh, loving yourself first. So that's a really tricky thing to do, and certainly something to be done by males as well. And I'll I'll and receive my, it.
0: <laughs> my article has. Uh, fifty things on the list. So twice as many, over twice as many as yours. And there is there's a few of them that match that. Um one is um just generally loving your body more. Oh yeah. And um being kinder to yourself and to others. So yeah. Because that's definitely it. If you get back later in life and go, Ah, I was kinda mean there or I was so hard
1: on myself Right. it's kind of a waste of time. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting it being a waste of time you may be like thinking like what else could you done have done with what else could I have done with my time if I hadn't been sitting there doing other things.
0: Well, in our other um one of our other Side hustle, pastimes, is studying the Enneagram. True. And I was studying the stances this week, and the stance, one of the stances is dependent or earning stance, which is the oh. one, the two, and the six, which is me. Mm. And so um, we're called thinking repressed, which means we are full of unproductive thinking.
1: So... All oh, of that to say that that would be a a kind of unproductive thinking there. Yeah,
0: if I spend a lot of time worrying about how I look, then that's unproductive thinking. That's Go out true. and do something. Which leads me to my number one on this list of things people regret is not traveling more. Do you regret not traveling more? No, because I travel. You
1: have you really have traveled. <laughs> <laughs> when you know that game uh, is it Ticket to Ride? There's probably a few. You can, uh, The first person to start that board game is supposed to be the person that has, like, visited the most countries, and mom always starts.
0: Yes. Yes, because I went to, in college. Yeah, in your 18. 20s.
1: You, ac- you did yep. it.
0: You accomplished the thing. I did it. And it was my dad encouraged me, and it was through Eastern Michigan University, it's a semester abroad, with a class, essentially, and four professors And we went to 18 countries and 45 cities, and it was a whirlwind tour. It was definitely surfacey, but it was so awesome to see so many places. And now, you know, I've been back to a couple of them, and I go, yes, this is worth going
1: back to. That's awesome. Traveling. Yeah, I I hope to do a lot of travel. The goal is, please, Lord, whoever, everyone, (laughs) Lord, (laughs) To be able to get on a cruise ship, and then I would indeed travel some more. But I've already traveled quite a bit, and you've been—it's been a great blessing. You and Dad have prioritized that over the new cars or the big house. We get to travel, and that is far more valuable. You know, we have had several
0: conversations about that, Uh, even recently. We've talked about—there's been about three or four times in our 26 years of marriage where we've talked about— Let's buy a bigger house. And we've looked at them seriously and like chosen one and then prayed about it and thought about all the people we know all around the world, and we just have always come to, nope, we don't believe that that's what the Lord's calling us, to live bigger in a house. Okay, so we had to leave a minute. Sorry, we're back. Um, We were talking about things that 20-year-olds should do in order not to live a regretful life later, and then, I was responding by fifty things
1: that fifty-year-olds look back and regret. That's right. Regrets on both sides, mm-hmm. or and or, etc. Um, and uh, I guess we only got through one or two, but they're kind of big things. Just just the the love yourself and uh, and, I think. The travel one can even more be summed up by like taking risks. Yes. Uh, another few on my side. That's the second one on my list. Oh, really? The third one on my list. Take more risks. Uh, yeah. Be
0: more adventurous. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so the the, the fourth one as well is ad- adventuresome. And um, is there another one here? Anyway, so that's definitely a big thing, just to be able to take more risks.
0: Yeah. Which is good. What about uh, this one is trying to live up to your parents' expectations. Do you have anything about that?
1: (laughs) Do you have anything on your list? No. In your uh, brain? Yourself? I think we probably both do. Um, I don't know that I have anything on my my list that way, except uh, maybe sort of like a sort of related, just kind of adjacent to. Um, Hmm. I have say no with confidence. I have, um, learned to negotiate with politeness. That could be a parents thing. That's an everything thing, but that could be a parents thing.
0: Oh yeah. This is, this is, uh, in their, um, study 35% of respondents admitted they wished they had pursued more of the things they wanted to do not just the ones expected of them that's definitely true of my life which we talked about in a previous episode yeah so I hope uh in paying it forward that I have conveyed enough to you and I think I was a little slow possibly in conveying it to your sister that You know, you don't have to do something that I suggest just because, you know, I suggested it. There might be underlying motives. Like I admitted, I liked to to your sister, you know, saying that you were going to do this one thing because I thought it sounded really cool. Right. (laughs) But that's a lame reason. Nobody should do something just because it sounds cool for somebody else. For somebody else. Right. If you think it sounds
1: cool, you go do it. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, so admitting that out loud, I was a little slow at admitting that out loud. That would have been helpful had I, uh, said that. And you know what? I've discovered in my parenting studies that the parents need to be the ones that say more than one time, you can do what you want, follow your own passions. I want to understand what your dreams are and actively
1: asking you what your dreams are and... Even for little kids. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because I do. I there's definitely just something innate within kids that says I want to please mom and dad, or my whoever my parents are. We we you are our first examples for life, and we think you're the bee's knees most of the time, and want to be like you. (laughs) So that kind of comes innately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I I don't. I think this is very person-by-person based. Perhaps there's a luxury between you and I specifically because I felt such a deep gravitational pull toward theater so young. Yeah. So we didn't really have to have conversations. We certainly did in other, like, maybe more trivial or or short-lived parts of life. Um, But we didn't have to have a lot of the big conversations of, like, I want to do what I want to do. You were Mm. unconventional parents in that, you didn't discourage me from being an actor. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, It's, I mean, I don't know. Well, let's come back to this in 40 years and see what I think then, you know, (laughs) (laughs) when I'm 60, whether or not I have those regrets. I think if there was one, I don't think it would be as much of a regret as thinking about all the suggestions dad has and saying, yeah, that would have (laughs) worked. Because dad is the the master creative entrepreneurial brain. And so every conversation we have in the best way is, uh, me explaining something I'm enjoying and him saying, okay, here's how you monetize that. Mm. (laughs) Here's how the, here's the career plan. You know what you could do, partner with these people. All you have to do is ask and then you'll get this kind of success and like, and all of a sudden there's the thing, which is really helpful. Um, and I, it would be overwhelming if I tried to say yes to all of those. So it's I don't feel like the pressure to do them, but it's possible that in the future I'll I'll think back and go, huh, another another road in life could have been this way if I had taken this advice versus this advice.
0: Well, that's kind of an interesting thing. I wonder uh, if there's something to self-examination pauses. What do you mean? In order, so you don't regret later on life. Pausing long enough in your current life um, to uh,
1: think about what you want to do. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, or or the best and, and way just, to do it. Um, and just owning it. I don't know if that's another one in. Oh, well, one of them in my list is forgive yourself.
0: Yes, that's one of my uh, in my list too. Not holding on to grudges, apologizing, and forgiving—all three of them.
1: Yeah, both to other people and yourself. Because if there was to, to be some sort of a regret like that in, the, in my future, what I'd have to remember is I have no idea where I'd be if that were the case. You know, like, it's just a totally different life. Yeah. Which is fine. And, and uh, in, in the eyes of George Bailey, like, this is a wonderful life. So <laughs> it's one, it, it's, it's mine, you know, letting that be enough.
0: Well, that's also where it's helpful to be grateful every day yeah. and say, okay, yeah. if be this gratitude. is my wonderful life, what am I grateful for about today? There should be something really great that I'm grateful for about today, um, which is which is on mine, I definitely, a couple times, mm. being grateful. Being gr- grateful. I have uh, not worrying about other people's opinions.
1: I do, too. Don't compare yourself to others that's important. Mhm. But it's super hard to do. I do think like all of these uh, yeah, definitely all of these in moderation. Definitely don't compare yourself to others, but also like you do need other people to help be your compass in life, mm-hmm. you know. Like where we're, we're supposed to live in. They do they do seem They do seem
0: like they kind of go back and forth because mine like the next one is not is quitting school. And it says that um, the number one regret that people that are older have is uh, st- quitting, stopping their studies, missing out on educational opportunities is a major source of regret.
1: And one of mine is um, the 20-somethings shouldn't be, shouldn't be scared to change directions. Mm. So that's like two sides of a coin, you know, because there's probably twenty many 20-somethings in college going, I don't want to do this, I'm going to change directions. And it is possible that those same people later might regret not going to school. But that's also part of the, like, you know, that, that wonderful life thing about, I guess, the thing that my trouble with regrets is I know we all have them, but they can't really be dealt upon because they can't really be changed. I guess that's a good reason to read them now. So
0: <laughs> it is interesting to me because I didn't really have the mindset to get further education, although people around me were, and um, that's that's a regret I have that I don't that I didn't get a master's earlier on while my friends were. Oh really? Yeah, because then I have a master's now, whereas now. 25 years later, I'm thinking about getting one, but I'm not sure I can go back to school and study that hard, (laughs) so.
1: Oh my goodness, (laughs) mom, yes you can. You have the full capacity to do that. You have a wiser brain, you have far more discipline, you're in a place where someone else is paying most of the bills and you don't have to, and you have children to support you in that who you don't have to feed quite so literally (laughs) anymore.
0: Perfect time to get an extra degree. I should go back to
1: school. Yes, you can do it. There's lots of people that go back to school at your age, and I I don't know that it is better or worse either way, but you certainly, as we've spoken in the past, have your full frontal lobe developed to do the <laughs> discipline to do it.
0: Then the, One of the ones on my list is ignoring your instinct, so I will not ignore my instinct, and I will go back.
1: Oh, yeah, I wanted to comment on that one just to say that's something that I'm really trying to work on this year is to trust my instincts because I'm not someone that trusts my instincts. I, I I know what they like. I have gut feelings about things. I know yeah. what they are, but I don't trust. Well, that them. goes back
0: to not putting too much stock in other people's opinions and really knowing what you believe. For me, it for me it does anyway yeah. because I think you know I have I definitely have instincts. And mm-hmm. they're relatively good, but I usually take input from other people. And sometimes I let go right. of what my instincts are because I've taken Based input from input other people.
1: and um, Who don't, who can't feel your instinct. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally in the same boat. In slightly, I don't know that I think about people, I glean... In, but from people as much as situations, and like I'll just see how it pans out, and then I'm in a relationship, and I'm like, "Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, but um, so I'm, I'm, so I'm practicing that. I'm practicing like trusting my instincts, even when I don't know why, which I think is why I, I hesitated just just now when you said, um, when you correlated it with like not having your own opinion. Because even, at least at this point in my journey, when I'm trusting my instinct on something that does not include me standing on a soapbox and telling you why, you know, like, I will not claim that as my full opinion still. Maybe that's just part of my personality. But I'm not going to have an argument with you about it. I'm not going to have a debate where I stand on the other side because of the instinct I have. I just am going to quietly do what my instinct tells Mm. me and then in a couple weeks I'll probably be able to tell you why but like I still need that time I don't want to claim that as as like part of me I just this is the choice I'm making and it's based on a gut reaction that I am uncomfortable with not knowing why but here I am I think
0: that's great it's great to be able to say that out loud and give the context around it without the giving the why. I'm just like I'm I'm going this direction yeah. right now. That's like um taking the moment, being adventurous, things like that.
1: hmm Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I explained uh to the last guy that I went on a first date with that I didn't want to date him. <laughs> <laughs> Which was like really honest. I, I tried to be as respectful as I could because I he's a g- great person. But I legitimately was like, I just I'm just trying to trust my instincts, which is not my habit. And I'm so sorry I can't give you more reasons than that, but I don't want to date you. And, uh, and he was very understanding great. about it.
0: That's really powerful to come to that. Super healthy. That prefrontal cortex is growing so fast. There it is. One day at a time. Uh, how about, do you have anything on there about? giving or doing volunteer not doing more for others doing things for others
1: oh oh this is so funny i just it not not correlating but i had passed one that says try to avoid thinking of your 30s as some kind of stopping point for fun <laughs> things <laughs> that's like the moms don't the things moms don't think are fun uh-huh. yeah
0: volunteerism that's a regret people have, not volunteering more.
1: Okay. I don't particularly have volunteerism, but I do have relational things. I have build upon friendships, don't burn bridges. Yeah, I have a couple of those too.
0: Definitely don't let friendships fizzle out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, actually, this is, these are still pretty self-aligned. Um, what about finances? Yeah, my, I have one that says don't rack up debt. Does it talk about investments? Let's see don't rack up debt. These ha- this one ha- this article has like kind of anecdotes from people. Uh, I regret not saving more money and more importantly I regret racking up debt. That that nearly killed me in my 30s. Some of it was necessary of course, but a lot of it was credit card overkill. I also mm-hmm. regret not traveling more, etcetera, etcetera, so that's kind of all combined. And it's got an ad within itself. If you find yourself in a similar situation, consider taking a tip from one former business insider reporter and going on a cash-only diet. So, no, it doesn't really say anything about investment. It's a pretty short little thing.
0: Hmm. This is, that's something that this does say. So, um, it says to take those
1: investments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad shared recently with me lots of statistics about like retirement doubling within five years when you start when you're twenty versus twenty five and those kind of things yeah, huge yeah. does what about standing up for other people? Do you have anything like that again these i i have I have seventeen instead of fifty as we as you, but these are still pretty self centered which I, I I've decided that's the sort of theme that I'm on about being young as you're continuing you're still pretty self centered in life
0: um So, with the hindsight of history, the fifty-year-old looks back and regrets not spending time with someone that's dying, not spending more time with parents, not volunteering more, not keeping up friendships, not standing up for other people—all
1: the other the other things. Yeah.
0: So, Um, there's your little cue card.
1: That's so. Yeah, that's a good cue card. Uh, It's interesting because the one that's about other people in mine is. Do not spend one more minute of your life with someone who makes you feel like you're less than you are. That's, Which that's is good, but that's flip. still self-centered. It's still self-centered and, and a little bit tricky. I think you'd probably have to marry those two because it's possible, especially in your 20s, uh, for, for very important people in your life to make you feel like you're less than you are. And then you have to ask, is that because of me or because of them? You know, because I know lots of people who's, for instance, like moms, d- they don't have a great relationship with their mom. And there's a lot of that co- callback b- built up like expectations that uh-huh. may, don't make them feel like they are f- uh, like, worthy. But that doesn't huh. mean you should build that bridge or burn that bridge that, you know,
0: nobody can be a distant bridge.
1: Yeah, that's true. It could be a long uh- bridge.
0: Well, and I think the whole concept of um, family relationships, friendships, um, volunteer things, standing up for people, those all should be not
1: people that make you feel less, but make you feel better because there would be an exchange of gratitude. Yeah, there's always an exchange of gratitude. That's true. And there's like different realms. So the people in your inner circle should always be the ones that make you feel like all of who you are. And then that second... Those longer bridges are for the people that you can pour into that don't pour into you.
0: And if they, um, the people in your inner circle, don't make you feel that way, then that's time for a courageous mm. conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. I love alliterative things. <laughs>
0: I use that in my class today. And now there's another mom that took away that. She's like, oh, courageous conversation. I need to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> it, it's an empowering statement. Courage in general is an empowering concept. I feel like it's more empowering than bravery because brave is an adjective. I encourage, is courage also an adjective? It feels more like a verb or an adverb.
0: Well, haven't you heard the description of the brave person runs into the battle, the courageous person goes fearfully into the battle, or but they go anyway, something like that?
1: Yeah, right, something There's like There's a much more eloquent right. way to say it, but the, it's, yeah, it's the... C- like a difference between just, like, bullheadedly,
0: pride running into things. The difference between pride and humility and...
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Well, on that note, my last one is acting your age. So, we are not the <laughs> same age, so it's okay if you act a little bit differently than I do.
1: That's, that is a good one to end on. We are each an age and... We can, we can celebrate those differences.
0: And we are. We're appreciating. We're good in the community. More. I am appreciating my generativity, and you are appreciating your autonomy and independence and becoming who you are in doing this. Yeah.
1: So there's a reason to uh, read those two articles at the same time.
0: All right, Ingrid.
1: High five. High five on that action.
0: <laughs> I love you. Talk to you later.
1: I love you, Mom. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hug and a High Five. Yep, thanks for listening. If you'd like to suggest a topic, ask us a question, or share your mom-daughter story, please email us at hugandahighfivepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's hugandahighfivepodcast@gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. All words, Hug and a High Five Podcast at gmail.com. Have a great week.